What's up? What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. I'm your host, Mickey, and let's jump right into it. So first things first, college football update. How about them Tigers? How about them Tigers from both ways? I want to start out by giving a special shout out to LSU. They did phenomenal. That was a fantastic game. They had the best start of the whole entire season that I've seen so far. And I'm really, really proud of them. I'm proud of BK. I mean, hello, shout out to BK. What an amazing nickname, don't you think? And, um, I'm just proud of the team. It's so beautiful to see not only just a good, decent, not even just decent, but a a really good team, but also a coach who believes in them, who is not afraid to call certain plays, to try different things. And that's exactly what we saw in the level of confidence, in their discipline, in their work ethic, in their skill, in their abilities, in their training, everything. It showed up. Um, They get better week after week. So I hope they don't fall into the trap game against Arkansas and the other ones. And I mean, because you have to think about it. These are teams that, quote unquote, they should beat because of maybe Bama and all the other teams. But at the same time, um, this is the SEC. And week in and week out, you can play an SEC team that hasn't beaten anybody, but they may show up to literally beat you that week. So you just, you can never take it lightly. And then LSU is rivals with like over half of their regular season schedule opponents every year. So yeah, it's not just a conference game. It's not just a regular season game. It's a rival game as well. And as we all know, no matter the conference or the team, when it's a rival game, you show up and show out no matter how that team has been performing all year. So shout out to BK, shout out to those LSU Tigers. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for all my LSU fans. And any day that Bama gets beat is always a great freaking day. Moving on to the next set of Tigers. Listen, y'all, y'all have been hearing me bitch and complain about fire my coach, fire my coach for the Auburn Tigers. I finally got that blessing. And guess what? Coach Caddy, Cadillac Williams, his first um, big game as Auburn's first black head coach. Can we just let that sink in that it's 2022 and Auburn is just now going to black head coach and it came as like an interim job in the first place we're not going to go down that path the point is if anybody should get that opportunity I am so happy that it is caddy he re-energized re-motivated my team I literally had my game going on on my phone while trying to also watch the LSU versus Bama game that's what happens when they put great games on at the same time and who would have thought that my game would have turned out to be as great as it did That was the best I have seen those Auburn Tigers play in the last two years. And I want to remind everybody, we have lost over half of our team, over half of our starters, over a shitload of recruits. So for those boys to have to learn a new system within three to four days, go out there, be as motivated as they were, play as hard as they did, and they never gave up, even when we were down, I think, by 21 points, um, they never gave up. We took it to OT. 
We took it to OT and it was just so nice to see a coach on the field and, and enjoying coaching and enjoying being a good Auburn man and bringing that Auburn spirit back. Whether we lose the rest of the games or if we pull out a win, and I want I want to say this PSA warning before we even get there. Mark my words, Bama fans should be afraid. Bama fans should be afraid. Listen, be afraid of Auburn regardless, no matter the year that we're having, because like I've explained before, it's a rival game. We're going to show up for it. And especially that rival game, we are going to show up for it, no matter the year we're having. But this life and this spark of energy I hadn't seen in my boys in two years. And the fact that over half of them are gone and the ones that are still here should be probably the most defeated, most over it. The season's practically over. And they played as if a championship was on the line. And this is September, not November. And I'm so freaking proud of them. And Bama fans, be warned. Be warned. You know, y'all are a little salty because y'all lost. Y'all are a little salty because LSU took your championship run away from you. I'm so excited about that. But be warned because I'd hate I'd hate for three losses to come to you this year. Actually, that's a lie. I wouldn't hate it. I'd actually thoroughly enjoy it. I love it. I love it. And um, yeah, be warned. I'm so proud of my boys. Shout out to Caddy. Shout out to the Tigers, man. Everybody is doing good. Moving on from college football news, I just want to say that 2022 has been flying by. Like seriously flying by. Where the hell is this year went? Before we know it, 2023 will be here. I love this time of year for the cooler weather, the holidays, you know, like Christmas and Aquarius season. (laughs) Who cares about Thanksgiving? Uh, Not me. And with the year ending, I'm going to start my reflection process of this year so far. I want to acknowledge things I still want or need to do before the year ends. There is so, so, so much God can do with this time left. And I honestly, I can't wait to see what he does, not just in my life, but in the lives of others around me. And so I asked my BK fam, are you happy with your year overall? Is there some things that you still have left to get accomplished? And if you don't get accomplished, will you feel good? Or will is it something that you can carry over into the next year? Or is it something that it has to be done this year? And if it is, are you going to attempt to still do it? There's still so much time. I mean, time is almost out, but hey, anything can happen in a day. Anything can happen in an hour. Anything can happen in a second. So yeah, 2023, if I'm alive to see it, here we come eventually. Nothing is wasted. Not even your current season. Let me say that again. Nothing is wasted not even your current season. So as we all know, I'm a believer in God. And one of the things that I've been hearing through different sermons or just, it's been this sentiment, this statement has been showing up in different ways recently in my life in more than one occasion. And I thought it would be nice to share on BK because nothing is wasted. And God makes all things work together for our good, good and bad, Romans 8 to 8. And he makes it all come together. He's very intentional. 
And we get the power of free will, right? So there are some things that he wants for us, but we still have to make the choice to step into it, to walk in faith and to trust him. And even in the times where we mess up and we don't trust him or we don't follow his lead 100% all the way, he still takes that, helps it shape us into the person that we're designed to be. And he uses that to continue to paint the bigger picture, you know, paint our canvases. And that's something that I'm so, so grateful for. So I know if I make a mistake, it won't be costly. You know, it may feel costly in other areas, but it won't disqualify me from fulfilling my purpose. It won't disqualify me from God's love. It will not disqualify me from moving on to bigger and better things and still receiving all the blessings and glory that God will rain down on me and on others. And if it's it's not going to stop me, I want to I want this to be a reminder to my BK fam. It's not going to stop you guys either. No mistake. No, did I wait too long to do this? Is it do I still have enough time? What do we just talk about? Anything can happen in a in a day, in an hour, in a second. And the way time moves for God is so so different. I don't want to say it wrong. I might have it wrong, but I think like for a day for us, it's like a thousand years for him. You know, like we feel like we're waiting forever. And he's like, yo, you have no idea. Time works so different than the way that your little human brains can even think to process it. The The way that it's set up is the best way you guys can even wrap your head around time and, and everything that I've encompassed it and created it to be. You have no idea. And so... I just want us to all remember that it's never too late. If there are still things that you want to get done and need to get done, do them. If there are still dreams that you still have, do it. If you're in a season that seems small or insignificant, don't worry. God is using that season as well. He's using it to groom you. Oh, I don't really like that word groom. He's using it to prune you. Like literally like, when you make wine, he's using it to prune you. He's using it to clean you out. I don't like groom. Groom sounds really weird and manipulative and just has a bad connotation around it. So God is, no, not like that. God is trying to prune you. He's trying to make you better. He's trying to literally wash out all the parts of us that are flesh driven, ego driven, and um, just a part of being in this fallen world and selfishly driven. And he's trying to make us better. We're literally put here to serve each other, but it's kind of hard to serve each other when we're consistently trying to serve ourselves all the time. And so he takes different situations and different seasons. And he says, let me get this out of you, or this is a great quality. Let me have you do this repetitiously. So it becomes second nature to you. This is something great. And I want it to be second nature to you. This is something that's not that great, but if we tweak it the right way, it's, it'll be what I designed it to be and not what it was distorted to be living in this fallen, fallen world. So I want all of us to not give up, to please keep going. We already know that's one of the things that I tell my BK fam all the time. Please, please keep going. There is so much more life to live. And you know, we never really know the day or the hour. Like, God could be like, you've put out a certain number of episodes. All right, Mickey, this is it. You're good. I may never become a wife. I may never have the possibility of playing around. Do I want to be a mom or do I not? You know, I don't know. So I want to make sure that no matter when God calls me home, in the words of Lauren London, I do not miss my mark. 
I do not miss my mark. I, you know, uh, we're human. Sometimes our human problems, they take precedent. Sometimes our human emotions, they feel weighty and heavy. And sometimes just trying to figure out ourselves while living in this fallen world and, and being surrounded with other human beings who are trying to figure out themselves, figure out their dreams, figure out their purpose. We're all trying to help each other, but sometimes we're the blind leading the blind and we're trying our best. And so I say that to say, keep trying your best and try not to miss your mark. Whatever you were put here to do, especially if you believe in God, whatever you were put here to do, do it. If you get a chance, and in a sense, all of us technically have a chance, we just have to you know, align ourselves up with the right people and the right situations and allow God to guide us and lead us, let's do it. There's so much more to live than just meeting our flesh and meeting our selfish needs. We're here to serve each other. We're here to make each other better. We're here to all work together. And there, there are still so many things that I'm learning while I go through my faith journey. And I honestly don't think I'll ever be done learning, not just when it comes to God and and my spiritual path, but literally in life. There's, I feel like when you close off the door to continue to learn because, oh, I'm old enough or, oh, a young or a younger person isn't going to teach me because I'm older than them or vice versa. You know what I mean? Or I'm young. This person's so old. They don't understand. They don't get it. I think we should all be willing to continuously learn from each other. Remember, check your source, check your source, because don't just be listening to any and everything. You know, even when you guys hear episodes by me, you're not going to agree with everything and I'm not going to have everything right. So if it's something you agree with and it's healthy and it works for you, I'm happy. If it's something you don't necessarily agree with or you have a better way of making it work for your life, please don't do it the exact way that I'm saying doing it. Do what works best for you. Do what will make your relationship with God go further. Do what will help your situation in your life with your people be better, be healthier, be more loving. Because again, all of this advice and everything is from my perspective, my experiences, my emotions, how I've been shaped. And it's going to be different from how you've been shaped. Even if we've experienced similar situations, 100% of the details were nowhere near the same. And the impact that it has based on personality and other experiences and so forth and so on, so many factors, it won't be the same. So just remember that nothing is wasted, no season. And if you feel like you should be so much further, please remember this, that God wastes nothing. Each season is preparing you and shaping you for the next season to come Remember, remember my BK fam, there is a backside to the blessing and we have to know how to handle the weight and responsibility of it. It doesn't mean, oh my God, should I be afraid of being blessed? Absolutely not. Being blessed is a great feeling. Being blessed is a is an honor. It's it's a treat. It's 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 a gift. Being blessed is a gift. And God blesses us in so many ways, but There is a misconception that all the blessings feel good and there's no responsibility that comes with it when there absolutely is. There definitely absolutely is. And we have to not only pray to have these blessings, but pray to not mishandle and mismanage these blessings, especially if they're blessings that are supposed to be passed on for generation to generation. When it's our turn, 
to have it. We can't fumble the we can't fumble the bag. We can't distort it. We can't mess it up for the next ones to come. Even if it's not a generational blessing, we still can't distort it. We can't fumble the bag. We can't tweak it to meet our ego and feed our ego and our flesh and not uh, let it be what God intended it to be. We're here to serve each other. We're here to help each other get better. We're here to love on each other. We're here to help each other be seen. You know what I mean? We're here to feel a little relatable. We're here to try to help each other survive this life. And are we going to get along with every single person in this life? Absolutely not. Does Mickey get along with every single person in this life? Uh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. A lot less more than you would probably think, but no, it doesn't mean I have to be ugly. You know what I mean? But there are what billions of people on this planet. We're, we're not going to get along with everybody. But we can still exhibit fruits of the spirit to even the ones that we don't like. And that is definitely what I have been working on. And my last thing on this point is it feels so good to serve an intentional God because that means he uses all things and makes them work for my good. And again, remember Romans 8 to 8. Encourage, encourage, encourage your friends. So we should be our friends' biggest supporters, biggest cheerleaders, okay? Biggest, biggest, biggest. Spreading kindness can go a long way. After all, kindness is definitely power. You never know how just letting them know like how proud of them you are, how far it will go, what kind of impact it will make them feel. We all like to hear we're doing well, no matter if it's things we're supposed to be doing or if it's a dream that we're trying or a new hobby and activity that we're trying for the first time. We like to hear you're doing well or I'm proud of you or good job or keep going. Congratulations. Positive motivation. And, you know, yes, we may be able to tell ourselves or we may not even be talking to ourselves in a kind way. So let's work on that, guys, my BK fam. Let's make sure we're talking to ourselves in a kind way. But it also feels good to hear it, not just from any other people, because I feel like just hearing it from, and it's not to say that a random or a stranger can't leave an impact because they absolutely can. And sometimes they're the most profound. Think about like influencing somebody to do the right thing or helping them feel good and you don't even know them. That's huge. That's major. But sometimes, you know, we as human beings, we like to just hear congratulations from any and everybody. It don't hit the same. I'll speak for myself. It doesn't always hit the same because sometimes those congratulations and everything is empty because they weren't helping you in the trenches. And it's not to say they necessarily had to help you in the trenches, like make your dream or whatever you're doing come true, but they didn't really care. They weren't really there to support you. It's so easy to applaud and cheer on when everybody has the spotlight on them, when the money's coming in, when the businesses are flourishing. But remember the people who were there when it was dark, who were encouraging you when the businesses were just starting out and who were reminding you that you can do this. You've been built to this. You've been called to this. And as long as you let God lead you, you will be fine, you know? But like I said, we all like to hear that we're doing well, no matter if it's things we're supposed to be doing or something new that we're trying. You know, it also made me think of the way fathers want like extra credit for doing things they're supposed to do. And honestly, I thought about my 
double standard when it came to the situation because I wouldn't necessarily mind depending on the situation um, for a mother if she wanted, you know, a little credit or people gave her credit and, you know, it feels good. Like we always kind of remind ourselves with our um, mothers, like, you know, their jobs are never done, whether they are stay at home moms or whether they are not. And that's a whole nother episode that I'm going to like possibly break down one day because stay at home moms, wow. Like I knew they did a lot, but the toll that it takes on you to be a stay at home parent to it's so much more than taking care of the child. It's taking care of the house. It's running errands. It's getting things done. I'm not even going to go into all that, but I just want to say shout out to the stay at home moms who people will judge you if you get help because you're a quote unquote stay at home mom, or people will judge you if you want a break because you're not clocking into a nine to five. Shout out to you guys, because there is so much that goes into making sure a home is run properly. There is so much that goes into making sure that, you know, the children's lives and schedules and everything aren't falling apart. And then if you're a stay at home mom or parent in some form, you're not just making sure the kids' lives are great. You're making sure everybody's lives is still kind of flowing and able to maneuver and do what they need to do. So I have a whole new level of profound respect for the stay at home moms and even dads. Cause I know that we're in a new age society and things are changing. I listen, I definitely applaud the stay at home fathers because it's also a level of submission and level of like, my ego is not too big to be a man and to be the one staying at home, helping to raise and take care of the children that we both decided to have together. You know, like that's a very humbling um, and just beautiful perspective perspective, you know, and position to be in. Again, we're here to serve each other. And that would be another example of that. But going back to my double standard, you know, oh, and I'm not forgetting the moms that have to work and take care of their children too. Shout out to you guys as well. Shout out to my mamas. All right. Shout out to my mamas. Um, but going back to my double standard, it definitely made me think of if, you know, like I said, depending on the situation, but 95% of the time, I would not care if a mother got like um, credit, you know, because it's almost like when a mother gets credit for doing basic things, it's like, because we know, we know that she does this all the time. We know that it's normal for her. And it's such a negative connotation with fathers not showing up or men not doing well, men do this, but they have the luxury of coming home and not have to worry about this, this, and this, or, um, the thing of how you can be married or dating, or even if you're not, with the the father of your kids is or vice versa the mother of your kids it's still if you're the primary parent most of the stuff falls on you whether y'all are together or not if you're the primary parent and all of that plays a role into like the level of responsibility that falls either on one party or both party so the goal is to split it up as evenly as possible but it it's so many factors that go into that who lives with who how is this done who lives where what's better for the child what's better for the schedules blah 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 you know what i mean so like i said i definitely have a double standard and um and i would say like I explained, it's definitely just really, really different for moms for the simple fact of it's their normal to kind of carry the weight and responsibility of it all. And 99% of the time, I would dare say 100, but 99.9% of the time, it's moms don't get an option. If you decide to have a baby as a woman 
and ain't no walking away and people are still like you know what you have to do what's best for you but men can walk away men can be inconsistent men can be in and out of the kids lives does it affect the kids absolutely does it affect the women who had children with them absolutely but let a woman do it the same grace is not given in any form or fashion so i think that also um allows me to play into the double standard of being more willing to give praise to the moms and the fathers sometimes for doing the basic things. I'm not saying I don't give fathers praise at all because men who stay for their kids, oh my goodness, love it. You guys are amazing. Men who step up and had to do it when there was no mom around or she didn't want to be around, oh my goodness, love it. Men who they're not even your kids and you play, um, whether it's a stepfather or whether it's a father-like figure, Oh my goodness. Salute to you guys. Please don't ever get it twisted. I applaud my men for being there and being good fathers because it needs to be seen. Like even if it's happening more now than it was back in the day, it's still not in the mainstream media. It's more so like, oh, this man is having all these kids and creating this device of like these broken families or it's, oh my goodness. Um, the single mom is doing all this by herself and everything. The split, the disconnect, the discord, the separation is shown more than the togetherness and the unity. So even if it is more fathers out here doing the damn thing in today's time, like if men are really trying to step up and be better, it's not getting shown as often. I think I saw in a couple of weeks ago, it was a Facebook post and they had uh, fathers coming to lunch or breakfast, one of the things. And the year before it was like maybe five fathers. The very next year, the whole lunchroom was filled up. Every single, every single child had their father there. And I was so happy that they shared that because what a beautiful thing, period like on the basis of what was going on, what a beautiful thing, period. But then also just, we need to share that. We need to show these dads being there. We need to show these moments. We need to show how fathers are important. I don't think like a manipulation thing. I do not approve of the women who use their babies as pawns. Parents, I don't approve of parents who use their babies as pawns. I know you're not using a person who didn't ask to be here to be a pawn and a toy in your little game because you can't control your emotions because you're still chaotic and all over the place. And then you're going to use the person who did not ask to be here. You're going to inflict more trauma on them because you don't have your shit together. Nah, I don't care. Mother or father. That is not okay. That is not what they are here for. And especially if they didn't have the choice to be here, that'd be my thing with babies. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't get the option. Like we bring them in, we bring them into our chaos, our drama, um, are they going to get on our nerves raising them? Absolutely. But it's like at the end of the day, they didn't pick to be here. They didn't pick to be born into this family. Like, I'm pretty sure if we all had a choice, we all would have probably picked different. Unless you just had a great freaking family. And if you did, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sure there were some moments you were probably like, oh my God, you guys are getting on my nerves. You guys are lucky. I love you kind of thing. It happens. But I do not think that children should, you know, be used as pawns but I just want to say that that did make me think of the double standard and I definitely want to work on that I definitely want to work on just you know the same grace that I give to moms try to learn how to extend that to fathers just because the usual isn't 
just because the stereotypical usual is promoted more often than not, it doesn't mean that there aren't good fathers out here. There aren't good men out here. And whether they're their biological kids or not, it doesn't mean that men aren't stepping up and they're not trying to serve the children and the communities in this world in good, healthy, and decent ways. And I'm a firm believer that no matter boy or girl, you need both parents because both parents pour different things into you. And when you can watch both parents love each other properly, that's your first example of everything, of a romantic relationship, of parent to child, of human to human, how do they handle problems, you know, everything. That's your first example. And it's kind of the blueprint ingrained in your brain until you learn something different or you see something different or you just want to do something different or a combination of all. You know what I mean? So I'm definitely going to work on having more empathy for fathers, even if they're just doing the basic things, because you got to remember mother or father, they, some people will bring the babies into the world and still not do anything and not even care that the babies are brought into this world, but y'all want to limit access to abortion. Okay. Moving on, (laughs) moving on. Oh, I also just want to say shout out to the ones. And I mean, when I say the ones, I mean the fathers, because you already know I give my mom's credit. Shout out to the fathers that are showing up to the best of their abilities. You may not be doing the best. It may not be the best for the child or for the spouse or for the co-parent, but you know, maybe you're showing up to the best of your abilities. You didn't have the best example and you're trying your hardest and you're trying to get better and you're willing to put in the work. You're willing to listen to your child. You're willing to try to meet their needs. You're willing to try to work with your partner, your spouse you know, your co-parent partner, shout out to you guys. And I say this all to say, to wrap back up to my first point, friends should support friends, not only because you love them, but because they are an integral part of our lives. Good friends usually see the raw, uncut version of us because usually the space is safe enough to be our true selves without judgment. Even more reason to cheer them on and help support them in healthy ways needed. Support your friends' businesses, cheer them on, pray for them, and most importantly, love them. All right, guys, last but not least that I want to touch on this week's episode really quickly is to remember that kindness is power. Kindness is power. Now, am I kind all the time? Absolutely not. Do I have my moments of wanting to be the biggest bitch and live out my flesh to the highest form? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. But there really is like power and kindness and you just never really know what someone is going through. We all are going through our own battles, our own struggles. And I think we do ourselves as human beings a disservice when we take everything personal. Like everything isn't about you. Like shake that shit off. Not, I mean, and I don't mean shake it off as in minimize what was done to you, minimize the the violation that happened to you. No, I don't mean like that, but I mean to consistently take every single thing personal is honestly just doing a disservice to ourselves because at some point, if you know that everything is not about you and hurt people hurt people, and most of the time the pain has nothing to do with you, even if it was you know a personal attack on you, if you really did the deeper work or they did the deeper work, they would realize that this stems from this and it probably has absolutely nothing to do with you at all. Um, We'd free ourselves. We free ourselves from the bondage. We, we wouldn't even be offended at certain things because you're like, Oh, I understand what your actions are showing. And I understand the word vomit and venom 
that's coming out of your mouth towards me. But what you're saying to me is probably something really that you want to say to your mom or your father or that one friend or that one family member or uh, take you back to that moment where you wish you could have stood up for yourself or spoke kinder to yourself. And so now it's reflecting on what you're doing in this situation right now, or maybe I triggered something that in you that happened to you a while ago that I have no idea about, or maybe I did know about it and I still triggered you on purpose. You know what I mean? Hurt people hurt people. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with us. It's just easy to take it out on each other, especially loved ones, because they're right there. They're a close contact. And, you know, we use the the excuse of, well, they, if they love me, they'll just forgive me. And that is true. But just because they love you doesn't mean that we have to repeatedly beat up on them. Like if not, it's it's even more of a reason to not beat up on the people that love us and support us. I mean, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Just because we can doesn't mean we should. Because sometimes, you know, people get fed up. I think there's a misconception out here that just because somebody loves you deep and hard and well and they forgive you, they believe in God, they check all the freaking boxes that they won't move on with their lives, whether you're in it or not. We got to stop mistreating people and playing with people especially if we love them as if we'll always get a second chance that's kind of something that I keep in my head like even if I know that I do something to somebody right I know that there is a risk that if I do something harmful I say something venomous if you know like I kind of have I do something with some ill will intention even if it wasn't to necessarily harm them but I took it out on them in the moment there is a chance that they could be like, yo, bro, you violated me to the point where I don't want to forgive you. Or you violated me to the point where I forgive you, but I don't want to move forward with you. You know, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And I don't think we should abuse the grace and love that our loved ones give and the, and the support that they give. Um, it may be easier to take it out on them, but I feel like in our heads, it should be even more of a reason to love them harder, to treat them better, to to want to tame our tongue. You know, we should want to tame our tongue when it comes to each other, period, because again, kindness is power and you never really know what someone is going through. And, uh, but our people, for me, the way I look at it, it's even more of a reason for me when I'm getting ready to blow, I'll be like, oh, I really could say so much, but I'm not, or I need a minute before I say something that I only mean for the two seconds that's coming out of my mouth. And my heart or my head doesn't think it or feel it at all. It doesn't even believe in the words. It just was spewed out. I, I, I try to remember that even if a loved one hurt me, especially if they did it unintentionally, why would I purposely want to go back and try to harm them? Even if it helps get the point across, why would I want to do that? I mean, I kind of get the why behind it, but should I? No, <laughs> no. Sometimes we want our loved ones or people that hurt us to feel the exact same pain that we felt so they get it. But do you guys realize there's a chance that they still won't get it even if they feel the exact same pain? You may not have the same impact. They may not care. You may not hit the same way that it hit you. And now you've just inflicted extra pain on top of a loved one who was probably more than likely really sorry and didn't even mean to do the pain in the first place. And even if they did, if they are were seriously like apologetic and you trusted them to really put forth action to do better and be better, 
imagine causing extra pain, causing extra trauma, dragging out of making the situation even more dragged out than it was before. We just have to be very, very careful. And I think even more emphasis on with our people that we really love, we can't abuse their love, kindness, and protection and just support that they have for us, you know? We have to be careful. And outside of the people that we love, let's just try to be careful, period. Because again, you never know what someone is going through. And all of us have been programmed in mass. It used to just be, well, you're the type of person that hides it. Well, at this point with social media, with how quickly we can disengage, with how bold people feel to say evil comments, either behind a microphone or behind type it up you know in the comments or something it's a lot easier to be evil it's a lot easier to not show kindness at the same time the same amount of time that it's going to take you to be evil is the same amount of time and probably well it depends on the situation I was gonna say probably less energy to be kind but you know sometimes I have to muster up my kindness especially for people I don't necessarily want to be kind to Yes, I said there are some people I don't necessarily want to be kind to. I am human. I am nowhere near perfect. And I'm trying to be a better human each week, each day. You guys hear me go through the up and down, the back and forth all the time. But does Mickey have an ego? Absolutely. Does she have resting bitch in her? Absolutely. Will she bring it out if she has to? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But my goal is to try not to bring her out. When I'm in situations that make her want to come out, I remove myself. I really work hard to be very intentional about removing myself because, again, don't want to bring more trauma, not only to the other person, but damn sure to me. And I just don't want to drag it out. And it's not my job to hurt you or get that karma. Like, got to take care of you. Got to take care of the situation. And again, he'll make all things work together for our good. Way to bring it back home, right? All right. So remember, guys, kindness is power. I want to encourage all my BK family to do something kind and good for yourself today to make yourself feel good. I'm still checking in with the seasonal depression, you know, and the holidays are coming up. So it's not always a great and joyous time. Sometimes there are bad memories. Sometimes the tension builds even more the older I got. And I would have to go away to college and come back. I understand the feeling, guys. I understand the feeling. It's not always exciting and looking forward to it. Sometimes it triggers your anxiety. It can trigger your depression. Um, so I'm checking in with us. Do something that replenishes your soul. Do something that brings you peace. Do some shadow work so we can continue to heal on a daily. Remember that kindness, 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 kindness goes a long, long, long way. And it's so much easier said than be done to exhibit the fruits of the spirit when it's so easy to live out the flesh. But I'm proud of my BK fam. I love you guys. And I cannot wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Daddy, solid killer, part the daddy.
supposed to kill him. He said, no, daddy, daddy. That's just what it be in my community. We got no unity. Dark skin wanna ruin me. I'm speaking fluently. So just listen. Blank curves. Blank curves.